Hey friends, I'm Julie Holmquist and you are listening to Kairos Moments Podcast. God's been speaking to you for a while and you know you are called to something. It's time to stop playing it safe with your faith, time to lean into your calling, and time to bring those God-given dreams to life. It's time. Let's do this together. Hey friends, today I have on the show Jenny Randall. Jenny went from a career in the heart of Hollywood to a faith-based author, national speaker, and chart-topping podcaster. Her search for meaning in the everyday moments of life has led her to write her newest book, Dream Come True, a practical guide to pursue the adventures God has for you. Jenny encourages her readers in this book to dream on for the glory of God and the good of others. And you may remember Jenny from episode 13, getting to know God's voice and his gifts. I love this conversation and I love Jenny's newest book. I love all of Jenny's books. In this episode, we talk about the difference between the pressure of a dream and the weight of a dream. We talk about prophetically speaking into someone's life, how you hold the tension between ambition and seemingly lack of success. We also talk about how God sometimes calls us to be not only a dreamer, but to be a dream supporter and sanctification, how that can be a part of God's plan for you with the dream he's given you. Let's welcome Jenny Randall to the show. Hi, Jenny. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast again. You are a book machine girl, and I love it. We are going to be talking about your newest book, Dream Come True, a practical guide to pursue the adventure God has for you. So welcome. Thank you. I know this message has been on your heart and we've talked about this, I think for years now, carrying similar passions. So I'm excited. We just get to sit down and have this conversation today. Yes, I love it. So I'm starting to ask my guests, like we're going to do an icebreaker. I'm asking them, have they seen, I call them breadcrumbs. I don't know if there's a better term I should be using or not, but can you look back and see any breadcrumbs in your childhood? They're the hints that God made you, how God made you and what you're doing right now. For me, I played school constantly. I was always teaching. And so I've, I can see how God's given me that gift way back then. I love that. Yeah. I, um, in third grade, I made my first film and my teacher watched it and she was connecting to it and laughing when it was funny and getting emotional. And third grade me was like, man, whatever's happening here, I want, I want to do that. And of course I didn't have the language for, I want to work in Hollywood and be a video editor, but that was my, my career. Once I moved out in the industry and worked, you know, as a receptionist for a while, I ended up working in Hollywood and and making a difference in the entertainment industry. But, but I see this passion for wanting to tell stories through some form of media. And then, um, that's morphed and looked in a lot of different ways in a lot of different seasons. But now of course it comes out through storytelling in book form and speaking on stages. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. And reading your book, I just, I love it. I love all your books, Jenny. And they're they're not just um, like theory. They are very practical. You take scripture and you make it very practical for people to move forward in what you're talking about. Let's talk about what a God-given dream is and what it isn't. Yes. I believe a dream is where our unmet potential meets God's unlimited possibilities. And 
it's a placeholder for us to take action. So we can all dream all day long, but Mm. the question is, are we taking action on that dream? And I believe as Christians, if we're walking in the will of God, uh, we're pursuing his dream for us. Right. So it, it might, it might look like the American dream, but the heart agenda behind it is different than quote unquote, the American dream, like out for man's success or whatever. Um, it may look like sacrifice and mm. stewarding different areas of your life uh, to be healthy. And that's not always a dream that gets center stage and feels really big and fun to pursue, but it's the intentionality of it. So I believe a, a God-given dream is just walking in a way that glorifies God and hopefully impacts others for good, um, which it should. And mm-hmm. uh, God, a God-given dream is not our own agendas, our own motivations, our own heart's desire to be seen or known uh, or earn a million dollars. It's really what's our heart, a heart's agenda behind the why. Mm. So a dream, a dream doesn't necessarily have to be standing on the stage in front of millions of people. No, no. It can be something as small as talking to our neighbor or inviting them over for lunch or just getting to know your neighborhood, right? Yeah. Yeah. Building community or yeah, something that the world might deem as simple, but I believe God sees those moments as deeply significant. Yeah. I love that. So with a God-given dream, how does someone move from being a daydreamer to a doer? You give very practical steps in your book, but let's share them with my audience. Yeah. I, the, the greatest thing is taking action, right? And, and having a healthy foundation of faith surrounding it, because I think if we're not failing in our pursuit of our dream, we're not trying hard enough or we're not dreaming mm-hmm. big enough. Mm-hmm. So, uh, per, so you know, taking action and then having this healthy foundation of faith for when we fail, we're secure because we know whose dream we're pursuing and we know who we're doing it for. And that's uh, Christ. So having that faith foundation is huge. And then taking action steps. So if, so let's do super practical. If you have a huge dream or something that feels overwhelmingly large that you're pursuing, there is, it, it can paralyze you because it's so big. I don't know what to do first. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, break it down in uh, this book, dream come true. But what I teach people is take that one big thing and break it down into three main tasks. So for example, say you want to write a book, um, a traditionally published book. Step one would be get a literary agent. The other task would be write the manuscript. The other task would be market that book. So really huge things, but under those three main things, you break them down into even smaller, like actionable tasks, very specific items that you put on your calendar that you can check off little by little by little. And then before you know it, uh, you're holding that book in your hand and you're celebrating with your friends. So it's taking the big dream into something really little and small that doesn't feel so daunting or overwhelming. And it gives you the ability to actually put it on your calendar. And then you have to do the hard part of actually doing it and showing up when your calendar tells you to show up. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Very good. You said in your book, one of the best ways you can bring God glory is to be obedient in the things he calls you to. And my, I don't know, my foundation of what I do is be obedient, even when it doesn't pertain to your dream. Right. Yeah. Like one Mm -hmm. time I was writing at Starbucks and the words were just flowing. All of this was happening. And God said, go home and do your dishes. And I was like, 
what, you know, God, you called me to this and and I'm here and it's flowing. And, but he was, he was wanting to test my heart to see if I was going to obey him, even if I did not get an immediate payoff. Right. Mm, Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you mean by that. You know, a lot of, well, all of living spirit led is responding to the voice of God and taking action when he invites us to, and being still when he quiets our heart to connect with him. And it's just about having intimacy with, with the Lord. And if we're pursuing his will, I believe that we're going to be, cause I, I think people romanticize this, this notion of dreaming with God. Mm-hmm, I do. And I just want to punch that thought in the face because almost to the point of like, it's not, well, this dream feels silly or it's not good enough. Or for me, it was, I don't even think I can do it. It's so big and I'm so unworthy and, you know, all these different things surrounding it. But if our heart's agenda is to live a life that is led by God and we're actively pursuing him first, and we have a a covenant relationship with Jesus, we will be okay right? We will be okay. Mm-hmm. Say we go take all these wrong twists and turns. And before we know it, we're like, wait a minute, maybe this wasn't God's dream for my life, but I thought it was, you still will be okay because you understand how to hear his voice and live spirit led and be obedient just as you were describing. Because when God says, Hey, that's all right. Let's recalibrate. Like, let's go this way. You're going to be like, okay, sorry, God. Like, how did I miss that one up? And he will give you wisdom and guidance and help. And he will fill the gaps with resources. So our, our act of obedience isn't really in pursuit of that dream, but our act of obedience is in pursuit of Christ. And when we can, um, just recalibrate with him every single day. Like we're going to be good. And we're going to even have our spirits emboldened to step into the areas he asked us to, because gosh, and I know, you know, this, but what a privilege and honor to commune with a God of the universe. Like what, what a special thing. I never, I never want to diminish that relationship. I never want to diminish the fact that God is doing the inviting and he's positioning us for, for places of influence. And he's positioning us for uh, moments of impact, whether right in front of us in our household or uh, with your neighbor or on a stage or at the school. And I never want to diminish the invitation of God. And because of that, and that alone, I will always maybe even tentatively, but I will say, yes, God, let's go, let's do this. And in that process of saying, yes, you might hear some no's, you might hear some not right now's, but you will hear God speaking and you'll be able to have that confidence to continue to move forward or to slow when he invites us to. Yeah. You live that out. I know, you know, a little bit of, yeah, a little bit of your backstory, but yeah. Um, we might not always have a resounding yes. The first thing right? But mm-hmm. we will eventually say yes to his dream. And it's his dream. I love how you say that in your book. It's his dream. It's his invitation to partner with us, or it's his invitation for us to partner with him. It's not our dream. It's his dream. And I think yeah. we, when we can get the perspective right, then the ups and downs of following a dream don't shake us so much. Yeah. And, you know, our end goal in this life isn't that dream. Like, I just want to put this in perspective. It is, it can be fun. 
it can maybe give you a little, let's talk super practical and vulnerable. It might give you a slice of significance where you feel like you're walking in purpose and like, and of course your giftings come into play. Like there's so much surrounding it that, that will give you life in the process of, of doing that thing. Because a lot of times it's what, what you were made for. Sometimes God's like, oh, I just needed you to fill that gap because no one else will. Right. So (laughs) yeah. <laughs> but most of the times it's how God created you and wired you. And he, he handpicked you for the job. Um, not to say he won't handpick other people. I think he does that a lot of times as well, but our end, our end goal in this life is not to, to have achieved that dream. Our end goal in this life is to stand face to face with Jesus and if that's the perspective we can carry in pursuit of this, if we never, if we never pursue it, or if we never complete it, but are, remain faithful and we've endured, like yes and amen, that is, that is enough because he's enough. So mm-hmm. I think preach um, it. <laughs> pressure's off, you know, like pre- like I I really hope every man and woman that that work through dream come true my book or any dream they feel God has put on their heart do not feel the pressure the pressure of it. We can feel the weight of it. That's different because there should be this holy weight to the things God's inviting us to do, because we should see them as significant because, because of the one who's doing the inviting, but I don't want us to feel the pressure because the weight of it actually doesn't fall on our shoulders. It falls on his. And you know, I'm in the midst of launching this book and, and I had a book signing, um, a couple of days ago. And my, one of my friend who she's steps ahead of me in the author world, she's like, how'd the signing go? And I, and it was wonderful. It was fantastic. It was really fun. I had a lot of different types of people show up, which I, you know, anytime anyone sacrifices their time to come hang out with you, I know you just had an event with your mm-hmm. ladies at your church. So anytime anyone sacrifices time, it feels really special and important and like, you know, it's wonderful, but I didn't have the numbers on it that I thought I was going, going in. Cause the event coordinator was like, Oh my gosh, there's so many people. So I was thinking, you know, it just builds you up to be like, this is going right. to be awesome. It's going to be millions. Like, and it <laughs> didn't end up that way. And I was telling a friend and, you know, you have to battle sometimes disappointment of in the course. pursuit of, of dreams. And I was telling her and, you know, a little that's ego, right? Like, Oh, and also I like to be successful. So let's just, <laughs> let's just say it. And she said, yeah, but you, you did your part. You showed up faithfully. You mm-hmm. were ready. You were prepared. You did all the things God, God is doing his part. You never know like who he had in mind for that. Maybe it was just the perfect number. Like, so she was just saying like, stop putting that pressure on yourself. And it was such a beautiful reminder. And I share that because it just happened. And I'm like in the midst of reminding myself like, okay, pressure's off, pressure's off. It's not about the numbers. It's just about being faithful. Yeah. And I love that, Jenny, so much. Someone invited me to do an event and like one person showed up. Initially, I thought, oh, one person, you know, wah, 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 you know. But I said to myself, God, every opportunity that you bring me, I will say yes to and I will rejoice in it, you know. Yeah. so I went to that opportunity and I was talking and I went thinking I was going to bless the women that showed up. I got my socks blessed so much. Mm. That's not the saying I got my, I felt socks, good about it. Whatever, I felt good about it. Yes. And anointed. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> God gave me a, a picture of this one woman 
And as soon as I started speaking into her life, her face like lit up. Um, borderline, like it borderline. wasn't. It wasn't thus saith the Lord, but it was. Yeah. God is happy with you. Oh my gosh, He's mm. so pleased with you. And she just lit up like a like a child showing her artwork to her mom wow. or her dad, you know? And so I was the one that came away blessed. I was like, God, I will never diminish what you do when the numbers don't match up. So yeah. this is well, even too for, for people that aren't, you know, having to show up for numbers or like on a more public platform. <laughs> right. Um, it, it's like, are we showing up faithful when we run our errands? Like, or are we just so focused on picking up the thing we need to pick up? Are we seeing the people right in front of us that God might be inviting us to speak life over, speak impact to, or even give a smile to, because we can just bulldoze right through the moments or look for that one thing and miss moments right in front of us. Yeah. And that's, that's what the podcast is about. Kairos moments. Those are some of them, right? Those are the significant moments. Tell me how you hold the tension between with ambition, you know, wanting success Mm -hmm. and seemingly looking like it wasn't a success. The bigger question is when I say I want success, how am I defining that? Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have the world's view of success looks one way a high paying job, high powered career, fancy cars, fancy house, um, 2.3 kids. I don't know what it is like, whatever. <laughs> um, but what does God's success look like? And when I just said I like success, I like uh, what I was trying to say, and I didn't say it is, I like to be good at the things I do. Like, I, I don't want to do something halfway and be like, there you go. Like, and part of that's perfectionism, part of that's performance. Part of that is good. Like we should be serving with excellence. Right. But, but God's success is, I would think just intimacy with himself and then inviting us to where he invites us, right. Us showing up for him because of him fueled by him, right. Making an impact Mm -hmm. for him, uh, enduring for him. And So is that, is that enough chasing that success, chasing that for him with our dreams and entangled in it? And I think, yes, that's the type of success we need. I don't think the American dream fueled by Christ is wrong. If your heart agenda around it is Jesus, right? If there's selfish ambition, Mm -hmm. or if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses or, you know, all those disclaimers, but if you're chasing, I'm using air quotes, uh, the world, America's, the American dream or world success, but you're doing it in a way that gives God glory and you're living generously and you're not wanting all the best stuff to look great, but you want all the best stuff to like serve others with it. You know, like what's the hard agenda behind it? Now I I'm the worst at chasing the American dream. My house is messy. Like I'm, I'm, you know, whatever, whatever <laughs> she, you're raising your hand. I don't have the best clothes, like whatever. I mean, but I, I just want to say like pressure's off um, in wherever your goals are, because we, we do need leaders of impact in highly influential places where sometimes you have to dress the part. Sometimes you have to be positioned in a certain way to do that. And, and that's okay. As long as our agendas and our egos are in check, right? They're, they're right. under the Lordship of Jesus and we live repentant and holy lives. So wanting success is fine, but, but wanting Jesus is greater. Yeah. And sometimes success, and I think you talk about this in your book, 
is being in the place where you're not chasing the, your dream. You are supporting and championing someone else's dream. Yeah. Uh, they're, I call them, um, dream supporters. I think we're in seasons. Um, sometimes you might be in a dream and, a season where God has placed a big dream before you. Sometimes you are the dream supporter for somebody else and um, you get to help champion them. I had one woman when I first stepped into ministry, she called and she's like, Hey, I want to support your ministry and do all the administrative tasks. And I didn't even know the word. Like, I didn't even know we were labeling this thing a ministry. (laughs) And I was like, what ministry are you referring to? And she's like, yours, you silly. And I was like, Oh, and it, and having her just beside me, just saying, I believe in you. Yeah. kept me going because the beginning stages of a dream, well, all throughout, it can be fe- very fragile and mm-hmm. fear can creep in. And so just having her support w- was hugely impactful. And I believe God um, will show you if you're a dream supporter and who that's for, or if you have a dream, a bigger dream to pursue in this season. I also wrote something in the book. Um, it's a bonus chapter and it's called, is this a selfish dream? And <laughs> I laugh because some of the answers are obvious, but it's a quiz. So my hope is if you're wrestling with that question, because I, I, you know, I coach creatives and aspiring authors and women who do speaking as well. And they'll say, one of the questions I get a lot is, well, um, I don't want to build a platform because it's all about me or how am I to know this isn't just my own heart's agenda. And I just laugh because why would we, (laughs) why would we? like put ourselves in this yes <laughs> moment of torment <laughs> and like oh it's so uncomfortable to do what we do maybe that's the introvert in me talking but so some of the questions on this quiz um are if i fail i'm still secure true or false uh my only incentive for showing up is monetary gain um i can't create my destiny so just like some questions to get you thinking if this dream is selfish or not and and my hope is that and that's just one bonus chapter, but my hope is that that will help you kind of recalibrate if there's hidden agenda or a wrong motivation behind the why you want to pursue the dream. Do you think that people could start out as long as they have an open heart before the Lord? Do you think they can start out with a dream and still have selfishness in there? But God's a big enough God to course correct us, right? He's a big enough 100%, God to pull that yeah. out and show us. It doesn't mean we have to be paralyzed because I'll tell you for me, that's how Satan works with me is he will always accuse me of doing something with selfish motives. And I have pulled back from lots of things because I'm like, I don't want to do this for myself. I want it to be for God's glory, you know, which yes, but God also wants us to get out there. Like you said, success is showing up. Yeah. That's basically success is just showing up and saying yes to God. So in chapter 29, you talk about, you say the chapter titles repeat with resilience. And I love this quote, Jenny, we yearn for maturity and slam dunks even before taking our first steps. (laughs) And I I can't tell you, there's probably a lot of people out there who, because they didn't get the slam dunk the first time around, they're like, oh, I'm out. I'm tapping out. I'm done. We (laughs) live, I'm laughing because that was me. We live in such this instant gratification culture. I want to watch something. I'm going to go watch it right now. I'm going to order something on Amazon and it'll be here in five minutes. Well, not a slight exaggeration, but like, (laughs) you know, it's everything instant gratification. That person didn't text me back. They probably hate me. Like what? Yeah. 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 
And when I, when I started verbalizing, because I wanted to be as I felt, sorry, let me rephrase that. I felt called. I also wanted, but I felt called to be a speaker before I got the memo of being a writer and author. And I told people, okay, I'm going to be a speaker. And I just, I just thought the Lord was going to awaken all these pastors' hearts that I had no comprehension of. And just like, call Jenny, here's her phone number. She'll come (laughs) preach for you. Like, and you know what, Julie, that didn't happen. That did not happen. So (laughs) I had to, I signed up and I took a public speaking class and I learned about marketing and I learned about publicity and I learned how to say, I'm a speaker who talks about X, Y, Z. And you just, there's a lot of practical things that go into the pursuit of a God-given dream. And and it's not going to be, it will never be instant gratification unless you have like a viral video or something like that. But still leading up to that, I believe God's developing our character in the midst of like in a preparation way. So there's a lot of tedious tasks that will always go unseen, that will go unnoticed. I mean, people don't see you up late at night editing the podcast and working on promo graphics and doing your your intro to the show. And they don't see the behind the scenes. And there's going to be so much work that has to be done that's out of the public eye but it's those private moments. And, and two, talking about spiritual disciplines, it's these private moments that build our character and give us the tenacity to continue to show up. And I believe God meets us in those private moments of stewardship. And in those moments, um, I believe it's, it's us not only relying on him, but beginning to trust him mm. as well, because we're saying, God, I, I know you've called me to the stream and I'm going to work to see it out. I know you've called me to this dream and I'm going to continue to pursue it even when I don't see it coming to pass right now. And a lot of the things God produces, it's slow growth. It is Mm -hmm. slow growth and it's not going to be instant gratification. And um, it's, it should be, it should be a joy to steward the areas he's inviting us to. And a lot of the times I got to be honest, I let that joy suck right out because it's hard work. Mm-hmm. And if we're living spirit led, the Holy Spirit can produce in us a joy in the midst of. That's a good word. Tell my listeners ways to know if they're working toward their dream and it's getting hard. How will they know when to quit, throw in the towel, or when it's God asking them to persevere? <laughs> oh gosh, Julie. Is that too deep? I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm No, I'm laughing because I co-lead Bible studies at my church. We're going through Hebrews. And one of the questions this, and we have uh, this like application question that you should think about all week. And last week it was, what's one area of faith that you're really struggling in and how can a mature believer pray for you in it? And what I wrote down was (laughs) that exact question. How do I know when to give up on a dream? not give up. How do I know just what you said? That's something I'm wrestling with, with one of my dreams. How do I know when, when I'm pushing through, when God's hand is off it, how do I know when to step back and take a rest? How do I know when to keep showing up? Or is this perseverance of this dream now in vain? Because I don't want to ever do anything in vain, right? right? Like that's never my agenda. And it's an honest question because there's this tension of, perseverance that has to, has to happen. 
And then there's also these moments where God's like, why don't you take a break or what? Maybe, maybe let's refocus over here. And he's shifting things and maybe some dream and some dreams are just for a season. Um, so I'm laughing that you asked that question because that's something I've been perfectly considering over one specific dream, uh, I've been pursuing and, and I, I, there's not a magical answer other than depending on God and intimacy uh, of that relationship in, in leaning in and really prayerfully considering what he's saying. And then if he's saying it's not anymore, uh, humbly stepping back and not still pushing through, right. Or, or gathering your supportive group of friends and asking them to pray beside you and speak into it. But, but I think for some, there's a tenacity that needs to be lit under their butts to keep showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think for some, there, there's been a pursuit, but not a tenacious pursuit. And uh, the towel gets thrown out too early and God saying, I didn't say you were done. Um, so I want to challenge those that are feeling like this. That's me. I want to challenge you guys to keep showing up and, and get the tenacity from the tenacity from the Holy Spirit who will empower you to continue to show up and persevere and remind you of why you're doing this and why he's placed this before you. And it, it's not for your dream, but his, and I believe in the midst of that, God will show himself to you. Uh, and he's one that you can trust in the midst of it. And for those that feel burdened or weary or tired and like, almost like they've been forcing things to move mm-hmm. forward. I want to urge you to maybe take a season of rest and stop forcing for a while and see if the favor of God uh, comes upon this or, and favor looks different. Perhaps favor is a lift of the weariness. Perhaps favor is divine relationship. Perhaps his favor comes in monetary ways. I don't know what that looks like, but take us taking a step back and resting and really just almost a sabbatical, if you will, mm-hmm. um, resting before God and saying, Hey, let's, you know, it's like a company retreat, take a company retreat and reevaluate your values. And Dream Come True, my book actually has this thing in it called the Divine Strategic Plan, which shows you how God speaks into that dream through vision, through passion, through, excuse me, through talents. Um, so really re- reevaluate the what and the why and, and what he's asking you to do and if it is still to persevere it. Um, but I don't have the right answer other than intimacy with Christ. That's good. But I was also going to say that it goes back to your previous book, Getting to Know God's Voice. Yeah. And there's, there's sometimes when God calls us to keep going, like even today, I was a little frustrated with something I'm pursuing and it's Mm -hmm. just not happening. And God reminded me, I've asked you to take a walk with me when you feel like this, like literally Mm, put my shoes on and go pound the pavement around my neighborhood. He's like, there will be clarity there. And I'm like, why haven't I done it yet? I don't know. But I don't think he, he doesn't play with our hearts. He doesn't play with us. He's not um, teasing us. He doesn't dangle the carrot in front of us, but it's that relationship. He's all, that's all the bottom motivation of everything he does and says is that relationship with us. He doesn't want to just hand us a dream on a silver platter because then we wouldn't need him. Yeah. We're (laughs) not entitled and we wouldn't need him. We wouldn't be dependent on him. I, I think too, if I look back on the trajectory of all my different dreams and careers, you know, cause it's not just one big dream we're pursuing. It's a bunch of little dreams that make up right. this big dream of glorifying and showing God. Right. So if I look back on all the little things that have happened career wise, well, even personal dreams, like having a family and 
whatnot. But looking at all of them within my career, I can see how they're so interwoven and intertangled. Mm. And my talents over here are now impacting over here. So a lot of the times we think we have an end goal for a dream, but sometimes the dream itself in pursuit of doesn't have our desired end goal, but it's a building season of dreaming because we need the talents developed for the next thing. So if anyone feels like God is shifting them out, it could just be that was for, for training ground for something bigger or better or something different. But I do love, I love how you were saying pound the pavement, like persevere, get to know God's voice pursue whatever he has for you. And in the, at the end of all of this, at the trajectory of our whole life, and we'll be able to see, man, God showed himself faithful. I mean, if, if we look at all of Moses' excuses, like it, I focus mm-hmm. on him in the book, I'm not talented enough. I don't want to do it. I don't think they're going to believe me. I don't know enough. I'm a nobody. Every single excuse, God didn't fluff up Moses' e- ego. He didn't like hand him a silver platter. He simply pointed Moses back to himself. And when we do that walk on the pavement, when we uh, pursue Christ in the private moments, when we practice spiritual disciplines, what we're saying is, God, I trust you. I want to be with you. I know your, your presence provides. And it's not even that we're seeking him with an agenda to build our dream, but we're seeking him because of who he is. And from that place, he will get the glory and we'll be able to impact others for good. So, so those private time moments with God's are huge, hugely impactful for our dreaming. Yeah. So now that I said that I, God told me to go pound the pavement, I'm going to be held accountable because it's in the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) That's where I get inspired as well. So that's, I love it. Yeah. All right, Jenny, we're at a close. Um, Tell my listeners where they can reach you, where they can find out more about you and all your books. You have three, the courageous creative, getting to know God's voice. And then this latest one dream come true. Yes. Um, You can find all my info at jennyrandall.com and Randall is R-A-N-D-L-E spelled like candle. And then I love hanging out on Instagram. You can hang out with me over there at jenny.randall. Okay. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks, Julie.